Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Proverbs 3, verse number 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is a wonderful passage, and it's so fitting this morning in the way the Lord is moving among us. He says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. We could say, don't try to do it your own way. Don't try to figure it out with your natural reasoning. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Well, how do you do that? By obeying him. And he will direct your paths. You know, God has something to say about every area of our life. We all say we want God to manifest in every area of our life. We want his help in every area of our life. But in order to have his manifestation, his power in every area of our life, we have to give him every area. Amen. Even, you know, in, in, in the book of James... James was writing to the, you know, to the, he was writing primarily to Jewish Christians, but it applies to everybody, of course. But, you know, his audience was primarily the uh, saved Jews who had come out of Judaism, been born again. And uh, he was writing how uh, we should be obedient to the will of God in every area. He said, those of you who say, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there stay for a year or so, buy and sell. In other words, I have plans. And I've got good plans. And I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna go do that. He said, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, I will go here or, or there or do this or that. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. God does know. The way we have it figured out sometimes, we have, it, we have it figured out based on what we want, but we're projecting an outcome out of our imagination. <clears throat> we think 
If we go a certain path, if we do things a certain way, we're going to have an outcome. But if we're, if we're out of the will of God, if we haven't asked his will, if we haven't asked him about his will, if we haven't sought him and said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. You know that, that whenever you make your way without considering the Lord, that's, that's, that's a, a perilous step. It's, it's, uh, it's fraught with danger. The outcome is not going to be what you think it's going to be because other things are going to happen along the way. And you say, well, God will take care of these things. Not when you're not, not when you're out of his will until you come back and, and fall at his feet and say, God, I messed this up so terribly bad. Fix it for me and thank God he will. But why go through that? And you could just miss something huge in your life that God had for you. I know when I graduated from Bible school, I had it in my mind that now I, when I had first as a, as a Christian, as a, when I got back in a fellowship with the Lord and began to grow in the Lord, begin to seek God about things, I would see myself pastoring. A church. But then I let that slip away from me. I let that slip away because I wanted to do something else. I wanted to go into the ministry when I wanted to do something else. I didn't want a pastor. I wanted to have a traveling ministry that I saw other people have and looked like it was a lot of fun. And so when I went to Bible school, that was really my intention was to get my credentials and get out of there and get, get out into ministry. And so leaving Tulsa, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, coming home, we arrived, you know, in the end of May. And, uh, you know, you've heard the story, I won't go into all of it again, but, you know, we got in touch with a group of people out here who wanted to needed help starting a Bible study out in the Fort White area, outside of Fort White. So we went over there to help them. And uh, I didn't have anything else to do. I wasn't getting any calls. Nobody was knocking down my door and, uh, you know, giving me invitations to preach. And so I, well, what, you know, if, if somebody wants me to come help them, I'll come help them. So I came on a Thursday, drove over to outside of Fort White, out on Highway 18, and uh, had a nice little service. And they said, well, can you come back on Sunday? And was it the first Sunday they did that, or was it after the next Thursday? Yeah, that, that first Thursday, they said, can you come back on Sunday? I said, why would you want me to do that? Well, we've, uh, we've all pulled out of our church. They, they, all these people attended a certain denominational church that was over 100 years old. And this church was your quintessential little country church, you know, out in the, out in the woods, little cemetery next door, I mean, next to it, you know, little fence around it. And they had everything set. They'd been doing this for 100 years. They weren't going to accept the move of the Spirit. And, uh, and sometimes God will call people out of a church like this. Well, I didn't know anything about it. They said, well, we've decided that, that we're not going back to our church. This is what we want. We want the word of faith. We want the move of the Holy Ghost. And could you come on Sunday morning and minister to us again? Well, I thought, I checked my calendar again and I was open. <laughs> 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 and, uh, 
And so I said, sure, I'll, I'll come this Sunday, you know. So I came home, told my wife, and I said, they want me to come back on Sunday for some reason. And, you know, since we don't have anything else to do. Uh, I mean, I would have been in church. You, you don't misunderstand me. I, I would have, I belonged to local church that I had left to go to Bible school. And I come back, and the first thing I did when I got back into town was go see my pastor. And my pastor is the one who put me in touch with this group. And, uh, but as far as following ministry, I felt like I needed to follow every opportunity that I had, you know, and see what the Lord would do. And so, uh, I, this opportunity presented itself. So I decided I'd come over here, you know, to the Fort White area again. And so I got over there and, and, uh, that Sunday I ministered, you know, and, and, uh, I, I led singing and, uh, I prayed for the sick and I preached and, and did it all. Took one hat off, put another hat on. And when I got through, they were just so thrilled. They said, well, we've, we've decided to start a church. We want you to help us start a church. I said, hold on a minute. You're getting ahead of the game here a little bit. Well, we want to start a church. Can, will you help us? And I said, well, you know, I, I'll help you. I'll help you start your church. And, uh, and I'll do that until somebody else comes and takes it over. So we started coming Thursday night and Sunday. For that started in first of June, went through August, about this time of the year, and we'd been coming over, you know, for a month and a half and, and two months. And uh, I would stay over at their house on Sunday after I preached. Angela would come with me, and and uh, we'd stay over, and they'd feed us, and then we'd all go to each Stuckney Springs and and swim and have a good time, and and then I'd come home, you know, that evening, and. Uh, so they, they, they kept talking about this church, and so I helped them. I got the uh, paperwork together that I'm, the, what I knew, and, and it proved effective. <laughs> and so we, we organized officially, you know, we called it Faith Christian Fellowship, and we set up all of our paperwork and got all of our things in order, started applying for our tax exemptions and all that stuff, you know, and I'm the pastor. And I did not want to pastor this church, I had no intentions of pastoring this church. And I kept telling them, I'm not going to be your pastor. This is a temporary thing I'm doing, so don't get used to this. And they would just smile at me, and they'd look at each other and kind of grin, and they'd smile, and they'd say, well, whatever you say, pastor. And I'd say, no, 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 no. (laughs) You're not not hearing me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not going to be, I'm not a pastor. Well, see, I had had a, a, a vision of that. In the early days, and I let that slip. And I was determined to do what I wanted to do in ministry. And I kept asserting, I am not, all this two months, I kept, this went on just every Sunday, you know. I'm not your pastor, and they'd grin and call, well, thank you, whatever you say, pastor, you know. And, and um, we all laughed about it, you know, and it irritated me a little bit. I thought, these people just, these people just don't know. But I am not doing this. But, uh, you know, I was nice and uh, kept doing it. <laughs> and uh, so come August, you know, we're, we're our children are in school, they're school age, and it's time to get them enrolled in school. And they had been in, in well, Steve had been in school, Greg was still preschool. And uh, it was time to get them enrolled in, back in school in Florida. And uh, these people are, are asking me, you know, to, to pastor this church. So I went to the Lord in prayer about it. I said, now, Lord, you know you didn't call me to do this. You do know that, right? I, I know you know that. 
Just in case you don't, I'll remind you that that's not what I'm called to do. But these people want to start a church, and we've started a church, and I'm the pastor, and nobody else has showed up. And the Lord, the Lord said to me, he said, you move your family to, to Fort White. He said, you go ahead and, and pastor this church until I tell you otherwise. And he said, I said, yeah, but I'm not, a, I don't, so I didn't think I was called to be a pastor. I didn't think I was anointed to be a pastor. I just was a, a Bible teacher and, and I was going to travel around and, and make a big name for myself. And, uh, and I could have done that in Jacksonville because Jacksonville was a, a place where they loved Bible teaching. And uh, so anyway, I said, Lord, I, you know, this is interfering with, with your plan for me. It was really my plan for me. I said, this is inter- interfering with your plan for me. And, and I'll never forget it. The Lord said, I know this might sound strange and might not sound theologically right. I don't know. But the Lord seemed, seemed to me like the Lord said, you're too call conscious. In other words, you're trying to put a title on yourself. Stop it. He said, you're too call conscious. He said, you just go over there and you be what they need. If they need pastoring, pastor them. If they need teaching, teach them. If they need evangelizing, evangelize them. If they need prophesying, prophesy. You be whatever they need and you leave the call business to me. Okay. So I told my wife, I said, we're going to move to Fort White. She was not really thrilled about that. Huh? She had just unpacked, and she told me that at the time. She said, we just unpacked, and we're moving again? And I said, well, I just, this is what the Lord said. And so we moved over to outside Fort White, out, actually out in Gilchrist County, out where nothing lives. <laughs> and, and, and we started, you know, we, we rented a little double-wide mobile home, you know, it was nice, and so nice acreage, and it was pleasant, we didn't have any money, and uh, we didn't have any gas money, we didn't have any food money, we didn't have anything, and no income except, you know, what came in every, every Thursday and Sunday at the church. Of, we had 23 people total, including my, my four. There were 13 adults and 10 children, if I recall right, or 10 adults and 13 kids, I'm one of those two, I don't know. And uh, so it wasn't a real sound, strong financial base. And, uh, but we survived. And uh, over time, it, and it took, me, it took me several years, really, several years to accept the fact that, first of all, I, I acknowledged, okay, I might be here a little longer than I thought. God, God will break you in. <laughs> If you'll just obey him. You don't have to agree with everything if you'll just obey him. He'll take you little by little. Because sometimes people say, oh Lord, show me your will for my life. You can't handle his will for your life in every situation. No, you can't. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I realized, okay, Lord, I'm going to pastor this church. I'm going to be what they need. They need a pastor. I'm going to be a pastor. So, you know, I got over letting them call me pastor. That was all right. And so, you know, it, it, it rocked along for a year or two. And I, I could see myself being there two or three years here, two or three years. 
And, uh, but I just knew, I just knew that it wasn't going to be long till God was going to launch me into my ministry and what I felt like I was supposed to do. But the, the funny thing about it, God blessed in this church. I mean, there was the hand of God was on, I couldn't deny it. He was blessing what we were doing and I didn't even know what I was doing. When I was in Bible school, I didn't pay attention in the pastoring classes. I didn't. I had a good friend from Jacksonville and his dad was, was a Methodist, had been a Methodist pastor for about 35 years at the time. His name was Van and I'd punch him and I'd say, they were talk, talking about pastoring. And I'd, I'd nudge Van, I'd say, you need to take notes. He's talking to you. Well, he was talking to me, but I wasn't paying attention. So I don't have any good notes. And um, I didn't listen to anything about how to organize a church, run a church, how churches staff, any of that stuff. I just didn't listen. Because I didn't, I didn't want to listen. And uh, so, but God's hand was on what we were doing. And I mean, the, the presence of God, his approval was on what we were doing in spite of the fact I didn't want to do it, but I was doing it. And God was blessing it. And we were having a lot of success. But all during that time, I didn't want to pastor. I didn't want to. And in 1986, I was so, so I'm kind of dull. Six years it took. And uh, it shouldn't take anybody that long. It shouldn't have taken me that long. But because I was so determined to have my way, I wasn't at rest in the six years. I was not at rest. I wasn't at peace. I was frustrated. Though I was obeying God, I was frustrated. And finally, I got tired of being frustrated. In, in ministry. And so I went to the Lord and, and I set aside some time to fast and pray. You know, if you get, once you get serious with God, it don't take him long. And about two days into that fast, you, you've heard my story, how the Lord spoke to me about our vision. And when that happened, when he spoke to me, there's something about God speaking to you. <clears throat> uh, other than when he's rebuking you, that's not so glorious. But there's something about God giving direction, speaking. He spoke to me in that powerful, authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. To me, it seemed audible. I knew that it wasn't, but I literally, I was reading Acts 26, verse 16, where it says, arise, stand on your feet. And I was reading that. And all of a sudden, it was like Jesus just walked into my room and said, stand on your feet. And I jumped up, my Bible hit the floor, and I'm standing there. And when, when God speaks to you like that, I know what Daniel was talking about when he said, and he spoke to me, when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I know what that's like. When he spoke to me, all of the weariness, all of the doubt, all the confusion, all of the dissatisfaction, the, the, uh, all of that just vanished. And I saw clearly that this was the path that God had put me on. And once I, 
Once I saw that and made a complete surrender to it that day, everything changed. Everything changed. Where the pulpit had been a place of bondage and a place of restriction. I'd get up to preach and, and it was just, it was just hard. And I dreaded one Sunday from the next because it was just hard. I mean, the next Sunday, it was like a throne of empowerment. I, I, I entered a new place because I had surrendered to God's plan. So what I'm saying is you can be completely resistant to God and that's not going to turn out good. Or you can be going along but still not fully surrendered and not really accepting his plan for your life. And I'm telling you, it is a, it is a, uh, it's a stressful place to live. It's a place of labor and toil. But if you'll accept the will of God for your life and just yield to it and say, God, I don't understand this. Now, I, you say, well, pastor, you're not a very good example. It took you six years to do this. I was very hard-headed. And I did not, even though, and God, all this time, God was blessing the church. He just wasn't blessing me. The church was being blessed and it was growing and people were excited and we had a building and, and, and I mean, great things were happening. God was moving in our services and, and I felt like I'd just been wrung out like a, like a wash rag every week. It's not worth it, church. It's not worth it. I can testify it's not worth it. I was going to have Pastor Angela come up, but it's already 12 o'clock, so I'm not going to. But I was going to have her give her side of the story. How she didn't want to serve God at all. And I'm not going to tell the rest of it, but maybe we'll do that tonight or some other time. But uh, I tell you, church... It pays to completely sell out to God. Don't be a dummy like I was. Don't be a dummy. I could very easily, I could have very easily in those early times just said, you know what? Y'all need to find somebody else. I don't want to do this. I don't believe God's called me to do this because I had this other thing that I wanted to pursue, that I thought, I thought it was the will of God. I thought I would, have, I would have been convinced I was obeying God, but really I was, I was obeying me, what I wanted to do for God. Many people are convinced that what they want to do is the will of God, but simply because they want to do it so bad, they've, they've made it seem that way. Somebody need to hear that. If you want to do something bad enough, you can con your spiritual self, you can con your spirit man into quietening down and you'll think you're following the will of God because after all, you're doing something for the Lord. Anyway, I could have easily missed it. But I said this morning when I was encouraging People to open their hearts to see what God would do. Oh my goodness, what I would have missed. What I would have missed. 40 years of ministry. We organized officially, got our uh, articles of incorporation and got our state stuff certification in August 2020. 40 years 
of ministry. All that God has done. All of the lives that he has touched. Ministered to. All the, the joy that I've had all of these 40 years. And I tell you what, since the day he spoke to me, that July, hot July day in 1986, from that day to now, I have not one moment, not one moment have I been without the certainty. That, that call of pastoring and, and uh, so forth and leading this church, that has burned in, we, in me every single day without fail. What in the world? Where would I be? Where would I be if I hadn't obeyed God? Now you can, we can expand that. Where would a lot of people be? But I'm just, where would I be? I could have, I could have floundered around trying to do it my own way for years and years and then got frustrated and just quit. I know of many who've done that. There were people who, who went to Bible school with me that are, are far, were far better preachers than I was, far better teachers than I was, had more on the ball, seemed to me, than I had. And they never, they just never found a niche in ministry. And the, and the hand of God was on them, the anointing was on them, and they just never found a niche. Could it be? That they just had their own ideas and their own plans and weren't willing. I would imagine that's probably the case. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Going your own way is not worth it. God's way is more rewarding. I could never have imagined how much joy awaited me. I could never have imagined that. Could never imagine. How good God would be to me as a pastor. And have all of you staring out there at the thorn again. I love every one of you. I mean, what a, what a rich reward. I look around here and I'm so blessed at what God has given me. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.